Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to another edition of Boots, Balls and Bras with Fafa. We're here <laughs> reacting after the England versus Denmark fixture. A lot to take in. We had some changes. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Farah, hit me. What are we thinking? Okay. My honest assessment and opinion is an improved performance from the first game, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, the changes... Two changes I really wanted. And if you listen to our, our first podcast mm-hmm. after the Haiti game, we mentioned about getting Lauren James in that starting eleven. Also, we mentioned about Rach Daly at left back. Yep. Serena Wiegman, let me just put it out there. She must listen She's to Boots, Bulls and Bras. She's subscribed. Thank <laughs> she you definitely for does. But in saying that, the game, the, the opening 20 minutes for England against Denmark, in my opinion, was the best I've seen us in a long time. 100%. Most of that, because I believe, was on our left-hand side. So bringing Alex Greenwood more central into that central left-back position in terms of playing out, naturally left-footed, more comfortable to balance. And then the balance between Rach Daly and Lauren James. So Lauren James naturally wants to drift in in field, yeah. which allows Rach Daly then to get higher and use, in my opinion, what her strengths are in that more attacking position. And I think it really worked well in that opening 25 minutes. Yeah, for me, it was the the freedom, though, that, that players were just like, OK, we're here now. We've got our three points under our belt now we have to like play like I think there was a lot of stick that kind of went out in terms of like the the first result and sometimes I think I hope some of those players don't listen to our podcast they must think that we are absolutely slating them I think it's just more the expectation that we have I guess yeah. as players but I think for me and I think I don't know why I always mention it in terms of like Serena not being afraid to change it she hasn't mm. done it before like and she's done something different and I just have to pull reference to, I don't know if you know, in teaching, yeah, if you're an outstanding teacher, you're not willing, why are you come on, come on, come on, cause, cause, come You're on. not afraid to take risks mm-hmm. and you you assess how your class is developing and you make changes mm-hmm. and you can say, if you've got it wrong or you want to make changes, you do it. And that's, the, I guess, the signs of an outstanding teacher. And I think for Serena to make those changes and just be like, I'm doing what I want to do with my squad. And then for them to come out and have that confidence, like you said, in the first 20 minutes, it just shows that I think there's still so much more that we've got to get yet from these lionesses in this World Cup. Agreed. But you know, like you mentioned, the outside noise, right? You mm-hmm. think back to this this time last year, the summer, right? The Euros. When you talk about outside noise, you never heard one mm-hmm. player, mm-hmm. one staff member mention anything they heard in, in the media. Mm-hmm. So you never heard them coming to interviews and goes, oh, we can hear, you know, stay calm because you've heard George Stanway. You know, we need the fans to stay calm. Mm-hmm. That tells you that they're allowing outside noise into camp, yeah. which is... For me, something that didn't happen, a distraction that didn't happen to them last summer. So they are listening. And and you know what? Whether they should or they shouldn't listen, what we're saying, I wouldn't say it's harsh criticism. Yeah. For me, you heard Georgia Stanley in an interview today say, or a, pre, a pre-recorded interview say that they might have underestimated Haiti. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, okay, newbies to the to the to the to the World Cup. Should they have done a little bit more? And I know it's difficult with, you know, nations such as Haiti to get that research and resources around mm-hmm. how they play. But as I said, they reflected on that. What I liked about today's game, they reflected on that. And that opening 20 minutes was good. Yeah. What 
still needs to be done is how they sustain that. We're not a team that can play on the back foot. Yeah. We're not a team that can defend and get into shape and sit in. We're actually a, a front footy team. Mm. And I felt in that opening 20 minutes when we did that, we looked dangerous. We looked like we was going to score goals. Lauren James had probably had two or three chances, not clear cut, mm. but ones that she created herself. There was obviously the cross that come in and she's seen it late and it's, it's made contact and, and went back into the keeper. But we made four, we, we had four attempts at goal in that opening 24 minutes. Six in, t- six in total over the game yeah. and all six come in the first half. So what happened in the second half? Again, like I think just... Quickly, just touching back on the noise, does does maturity does that play a role in terms of like who's in the squad and experience, like in terms of leaderships? Like they're quite young, so are they gonna access social media? Are they gonna is that gonna drip into their game? And then I guess in terms of sustaining that performance, we talked about it earlier on. Where are those key players? Like we came, we we had to make that change because of the, the injury, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But Coombs comes on with no, absolutely no No tournament experience. So again, the first thing that comes to mind is what is Jordan Nobbs' role in that that squad? Because she's been in and around playing, even if she hasn't played much tournament Mm. football, she has that experience. She's had a good season. Um, We know that she can do it. Who, like, what does that structure look like? So for me, again, what is the the starting 11. We still don't know who our starting 11 is. And I think to be in a tournament now, not preparing, not playing friendly fixtures, where we're in it now, like we have to have players who are going to take it by the scruff of the neck and deliver. Yeah. But you know what, Earth, right? I'm just, I keep comparing the two tournaments, right? Because last summer, mm-hmm. every noise outside of the camp mm-hmm. was positive noise, right? So they would have been reading that. So whether they say they didn't let anything creep in or, did, or, or, or they didn't, mm-hmm. there was no negative noise last summer around the lionesses yeah. there's been negative noise and I think as a player when you're playing and underperforming which I think some of these players are mm. maybe it's a little bit fatigued after a long season coming off the back of a Euro straight into a league right so I'll give them that they might be a little bit fatigued with that but they know they're not performing yeah. so they will be reading these negative comments and that will have a negative effect on them and that's what I think the difference is as for Jordan Rosenob, I actually think that I remember when we picked the squad the 23 and I said I don't think Serena will pick Jordan Nobbs. Mm-hmm. I said, because I don't think it's her type of player. Yeah. And when we got closer to picking it, I was like, okay, based on the injuries, Jordan will go as a squad player. She won't be used. Yeah. I don't know whether Serena sees her as a midfielder in those more advanced positions, because I don't think she thinks she's disciplined enough to sit in front of the back line. We also saw today though, when Coombsy came on, she wasn't disciplined. And that, that 10 minute period when, you know, before the half where Kira got injured, there was, you know, there were moments in the game where we had three midfielders high, no one sitting in that in that deeper position. And if you noticed at half time, after they come out from the half, we end up seeing Georgia Stanway sitting in front of the back four. Yeah. For me, again, somebody that's not disciplined enough to do that role. We've seen her do it for Wolfsburg this season. She did it against Arsenal in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Does she have the quality to sit there? Absolutely not. Yeah. So we have to adapt our play moving forward. And for me, if we want any security against the better teams, there has to be two sitters now. So, so. I think, I believe, I guess just from watching Jordan over the years, you could give her that role and she does it. I don't think so anymore. You don't think so? Not anymore. You know the best replacement would have been? Lucy Staniforth. Why Lucy Staniforth is not in that squad is beyond me. Mm. She's the only other player that can play a similar role. She's done it at Aston Villa and we saw from Christmas to the end of the season. Actually, she's done it really well. I was surprised she didn't get the nod. Really surprised she didn't get the nod. Because she is somebody that is comfortable in possession. Can't do Kira's job. Look... Kira does that role, a role of two people, she does as one. Mm-hmm. Let Everything goes through Kira. Hence why, not only the England, so you think about how England's set up, right? We set up to play through her. 
opposition also set up to stop her. Yeah. The second half today, literally, without Kira in there, they were able to release, release their 10 to get closer to Harder up top and put pressure on our centre-halves. Millie Bright and uh, Alex Greenwood couldn't get out of the back line so in the second half. So is that a selection issue then in terms of we're comparing in terms of where Lucy is and actually her like-for-like like role where Stanway is and thinking actually, obviously Stanway gets mm -hmm. the nod in terms of that position. And then we look at, at the rest around the squad when actually she's never ever going to be that. But yeah. she's as close to it. And in terms of the replacement and if we need something different, she has to be involved. Yeah, do you know what, Earth? The one position mm. we did not want a player to get injured in would have been Kira's position. Well, the one position on the whole team, even even like Mary and Mary, Mary has been fan. Mm -hmm. The one position in our team where you wouldn't have wanted to lose a player, it would have been Kira. And, Ellen, and I we think, haven't prepared for it. Yeah, Ellen our said, squad isn't is not prepared it? for she it. She said that they didn't. They didn't prepare. We for haven't it. prepared for it. The squad is not selected around Kira Walsh not being able to play, and that was evident. So she, is she is she irreplaceable then? Is she is she like an equivalent of? A messy. She's for important. Andre, like, she's important. Well, there's no one I else. I think if we had Leah Williamson fit, mm -hmm. I'm not saying Leah would do the same as her, but you'd feel you'd feel comfortable with Leah in there. I don't think the squad that we have available now. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm like Jordan Nobbs. Can she do that? No. Not disciplined enough. Georgia Stanway proved today she's not disciplined enough to do that. Yeah. And also quite negative in her passes. Every time we're in a transition when she should have gone forward and broke the line, she went backwards. Allowed them to get back in shape. We then found it hard to break them down. Tooney cannot do that role. Yeah, Coomzy cannot I, do that role. But I definitely think I'd have Nobsy over Williamson. We could have Katie Zell in you've got Katie Zellerman there, but Katie yeah. Zellerman, again, in terms of international experience, I was surprised that Coomzy came on ahead of Katie Zellerman. Because Katie Zellerman plays their week in, week out for mm -hmm. Manchester United. And you would have thought, okay, this is a natural replacement in terms of somebody that doesn't mind just sitting mm -hmm. and not getting involved in play. I think obviously they have to have seen something in training and, and in the build up up to that. But mm. I think for me, out of the options, Potentially, even without the experience, though, I'd get Zellum in there because it's because what she, it's that's what she does. That's what's earned her the call up for the squad. Mm -hmm. That's what she's been doing week in week out. That's what had her on the fringes of the mm -hmm. Euro squad. So Do to take her now and not use her in yeah. that role, mm -hmm. and for me, it just it just doesn't make sense. So for me, like I enjoyed Rach Daly at left back, mm -hmm. right? But Rach Daly at left back and Lauren Hemp, they've done it obviously in the Euros. Lauren Hemp on the wing. Do we going forward now, look at the same back line, back four that we started with? Yes. Do we then go, actually, let's bring Katie Zellum in and bring Georgia Stanway alongside her in a deeper role? Yes. Give Lauren James the freedom in that 10 role. We bring Hemp in on the left and we obviously keep Chloe Kelly and we keep Russo up top. That for me is probably our strongest team mm -hmm. for the next for the, for the next games going forward. And if we can play that in the, in the last group game where we've qualified now, in terms of against China and trial it against China and hopefully it works, mm -hmm. then we move forward with that team going forward. Because you need somebody alongside Stanway. Now, whether yeah. that be Coombsy or Zellum, I don't know. We've obviously seen what Coombsy can do today. Yeah. It's an opportunity to see what Zellum can do at this level. And I think bring Lauren James more central, allow her that freedom to just be a number 10 mm. and she brings control and rhythm to our play. And I've seen that today. And I think if, if there's ever a game to, to try it, it'd be... It would be China, Money right? Matter, so, right? Yeah. Oh, they, well, it does matter, matter <laughs> but it doesn't because you want to win the group. Yeah. You want to get the, the 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 second worst, you know, team from the other group. But yeah, I, I and would then look have Tuli like back that. as a super sub. So you know, if you're listening, you just heard my starting eleven. Please give it a go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think again there'd have to be changes based on obviously the injury, um, and then looking to the group games. But then for me, the I'm thinking we talked about it before around you need consistency. You need to have a pattern of play. I don't think this is a tournament where they're going to be able to get it. I think there's, like you said, the injuries to players, mm. um, the experience of players means that 
they're going to have to do something a little bit different. There's going to have to be that rotation. Like people are going to have to be ready and like step up when they're called upon. I don't think it's a thing like the Euros where they've got that, I guess, luxury of of being playing for weeks and knows how each other moves Mm. and changes. I think, yeah, this is going to be the tournament where we really need you Mm -hmm. to have your own talent and show like what you can do. And yeah, players like Lauren James will will come on and, and do what they do. But I think also for me, like, we talked about Stanway briefly. I think she's been, she'll be key. She'll be key in terms of like- levels that were- She has to up her levels, but she's gonna, be, she's gonna she's be key. She's gonna be key. And again, we talk about it, even in terms of her still being young, mm. the, she's, she's, ha- she's got her she's experience. Played game in it, she's played in every game. Really she's gonna have years. to now step up and, mm. and help, I guess, lead from the middle. I think that's gonna be super important for, for England going forward, but three points. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, over to our second half. And I think it's it'll be good to kind of come away from on the field stuff and touch on some stuff that's been happening off the field um I think we can't shy away from our lovely or not so lovely BBC reporters question to the Moroccan captain um around sexuality and asking for some stupid confidential information yeah just kind of looking at what was actually actually said uh, by the BBC reporter who asks the captain how many of their teams are lesbians? I don't even know how to even start with this level of nonsense. I think for me, it's just privilege. It just shouts privilege and other words that begin with P, which I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to mention. There's a few, <laughs> There's a few uh, catchphrases. Farrell, I'm just going to shoot this over to you because I'm done with this nonsense. Exactly. That is, that's exactly what it is. It's nonsense. Mm. Who in their right mind as a football journalist thinks that it's appropriate, it's okay to go into a press conference after mm. Morocco's opening game? So let's bear in mind these girls and what it took for them to get to the World Cup. Mm-hmm to then ask a stupid question about the team sexuality and how many players in the teams are this and that. It's nonsense. How is he even allowed? I don't even know who the reporter was, Mm -hmm. but how they're even allowed to ask those questions, knowing that they're a country of Muslim women. Mm -hmm. So they know it goes completely against their religion. Mm -hmm. It's just ignorance. Yeah. Pure ignorance. And like our game don't need that. Like we're trying to, you know, grow our game and put it in a really good position. And these players don't deserve to have to sit there and one, be asked the questions, but two, even uh, acknowledge them. If I was the captain, I'd have just took myself up from the chair and I'd have walked away. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. And I think we look at the the beauty of the women's game where there is access to players and we're too much about at times. That's too what much I'm at say. Time. It's great in terms of the openness mm. and we mm. really get to know like who the player is and there's so much red tape around men's football. And I think for us, we're trying not to get to that place where we don't get to understand players. And I yeah. think that's the beauty in terms of 
everyone is human. And out off the pitch, there are so many different characteristics to celebrate. But when we start having stupid things like that happen, it, 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 it kind of leads towards and and lets like, I don't know, agents or clubs be at that place where they want to say, okay, we're not going to give you access to players mm. because... Please tell me, right, why it matters <laughs> what your sexuality is, what the relationship is between that and performance. And the World Cup. It doesn't even make any sense to even bring that question into a, in, into a, a press conference. Do we, do like, we... It angers me, honest to God, it, it honestly angers me. Like if these people or these women or, or men or whatever, if they want to talk about their sexuality, they will. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with anybody. 100%. Zero to do with anybody. Who I am, what I do in my private life has nothing to do with how good I am as a footballer, how I lead my country to a World Cup for the mm-hmm. first time, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with that. Yeah. And I think we, we talk about freedom of speech and we talk oh. about... We, we love the press like asking questions because that, for me, it's, it's great because it shows a diversity of mindset. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get to a space where now you have to write your questions down in advance, <laughs> hang them in, yeah. pre-record. Like it just, uh. like, do you know what I mean? You want people to be able to show their characteristics and how they answer questions and parts of their lives that all their country or culture that they want to celebrate. But that is just not it. It's d- Earth is dumb, right? But what I'm saying is that dumb. even, it's so dumb. <laughs> it's like, and I don't like that word. It's such, a, it's a horrible word to use, right? But even to the point, in terms of the, the, the team that they, selective the selective choice of team mm-hmm. that they chose to ask that question to mm-hmm. as i mentioned they're a muslim country yeah. right you haven't you haven't asked an england captain how many of their team are lesbians yeah where we're probably more open do, do you know what i mean it doesn't, I told it doesn't you, it's make privilege. sense it's privilege with a, with a big well, p yeah. and i guess it, it shows the disparity in terms of like what they feel that that they can they feel that they can yeah. and, and they no. do because well, it, it doesn't of course happen he felt it, it he can, or she felt they can. Yeah. Because they wouldn't have asked it if they didn't feel they can. They put they feel like they're in a space where they can say whatever they want what's or ask the, whatever they want. What's the reprimand though? What happens if we say, exactly. oh, sorry, a little slap, slap on the wrist? What has happened? BBC's apologised. Oh, okay, oh, thanks. It. Thank you. So you've just embarrassed a nation, embarrassed a, you know, a young captain. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, sorry, didn't mean to ask that question. Yeah. Sort yourself out, please. And then it brings the whole organisation down in terms of like expectation and what type of like journalists and pundits do they have? Who, who Who's employing these people? I'm now telling you, <laughs> I don't do anything for the people. <laughs> so, you know, I know uh, colleagues that I've worked with wouldn't be so naive and stupid and ignorant to ask a yeah. question like that. Well, let, let's move on to more positive stuff in terms of results, oi, goals. Oi, um, oi, oi. For me... You know I said no, that Nigeria was going to be Australia. No, you know that I said that. <laughs> Before we do okay. that, obviously we, we was raving and was giving praise to the, the two host nations winning their first game. Second game. Both of them were dreadful. They were both oh, dreadful. Was it too much? Was it just? I don't know if that exhausted them, that first opening 90 minutes, the adrenaline, the crowd, the expectation, the nerves. Because they all both performed. Well, I think New Zealand were better in their opening game yeah. than Australia was. Australia got the result. Mm-hmm. But the second game, I mean... What a shock result for um, New Zealand losing to, help me out here, Philippines. Philippines. I know. They lost to the Philippines. That is the biggest shock in World Cup 2023. And then (laughs) you go to Nigeria and I just felt like Australia, obviously they've got Sam Kerr, their biggest star. Australia Mm -hmm. don't seem to be able to know a different way of playing Mm -hmm. without Sam Kerr in their team. And it's been evident in both of those games. They obviously got the opening goal um, a penalty, Catley, in the opening mm-hmm. game. But apart from that, they didn't really create anything. They forced a lot of their opening um, game play. And it against the Irish, who, who physically, you know, at times out-muscled the Australians. 100%. And then 
you look at Nigeria, Australia, and they did the same thing. They were physically much, much better mm. than Australia. And Australia couldn't cope with the demands. Tony Payne. I haven't seen her before this tournament. Mm. She came on as a substitute in Nigeria's opening game. She absolutely dominated the Amazing. whole game Amazing. against Australia. So she's certainly one that I would like to see in a WSL at some point. Unbelievable. I think I think that the, the African nations, the Caribbean nations have definitely given themselves a good account. And it's something that I've always known, like in terms of like the untapped, like mm-hmm. talent. Like even we look at Bamba for Zimbabwe. Uh-huh. She she comes to the WSL, she's terrorizing uh-huh. defenders, 100%. Uh-huh. So for me, there's, there's, for me, the great thing out of it is there's so many new players and I know teams up across the world are going to be looking and like already they're already sending, there mate these already scouts are already scouts. out there like these WSL clubs especially the top ones mm-hmm. they'll be out in Australia already yeah getting doing the ground like they're doing the groundwork yeah. for 2020 Emma Hayes has got some people out there for 2025 yeah 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 <laughs> you already know <laughs> she's that. already doing her recruitment yeah. for sure um some of the other results that we had Canada Ireland I know definitely you must ah. want to talk about McKay, Katie, what a performance this girl put on, please. I know. She was unbelievable, right? She's been, from, on, she's, she's been, been unbelievable. Unbel- yeah. She's been unbelievable. And it's unbelievable. so difficult for somebody of like her talent. And I actually think, actually, Ireland, in terms of the, how they represented the, the country, the badge mm-hmm. throughout the tournament, the opening game against Australia, how they didn't get a goal and at least a draw from that. 100%. I thought they were brilliant in the second 45 minutes. And then obviously the Canada game, she, they dominated that opening mm. 45. They literally carried on from the, the Australia game, got the goal. So Katie McKay being the first, you know, Irish player to lead him out to a World Cup. Now the first player to score, score a goal in a World Cup. I mean, not a bad goal either. I'd right. like to say I taught her that when I played with her at Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great goal. And then, you know, it, it was horrible, the defeat that they had, because actually over the 90 minutes, I don't think they were the worst of the two teams. Yeah, definitely. I think when I saw the goal, I was, you came to uh. mind. When me and Farrell was younger, we used to literally try and score from corners, right? Uh. Like I'd score from a corner, Farrell would then go and score from no a corner. No bounce straight in. No bounce yeah. and be like, yeah, just setting ourselves challenges. So to do it on the world stage, yeah. Katie McCabe, take a bow. And Katie yeah, McCabe. I just think she just leads of like excellence of everything like from her kit tucked in and smart, smart. to like the way <laughs> she plays I like coming. I promise you like she is I guess the superstar super man. like example of what leadership leadership is like mm. she never gives up um she even if she has to drag her teammates through like you said it, obviously it's their first world cup but it's definitely I don't think gonna be oh, their last no. um and just yeah up, not just in, in Ireland, they would have inspired so many mm. sort of young girls and boys, I think, to to play football. Um, we looked at the impact of Elisa Russo's goal with the back heel mm. and girls and boys were doing that. I think the People are going to be tra- tra- from, back to corners, exactly, right? <laughs> scoring from <laughs> corners. Literally, I think mm. Katie McCabe's going to get a few players in trouble because managers are going to be getting <laughs> mad trying to score <laughs> trying from corners. Trying to do a, do a set-piece routine and all of a sudden they're whipping <laughs> try, it over the whipping corner. Whipping it in, trying yeah. to score a corner. Trying but, to do yeah. a Katie McCabe, eh? Absolutely amazing. A couple other results. Um, Portugal 2, Vietnam 0, um, USA 1, Holland 1. You were doing, you game, were doing the comms on that, right? Don't know how I kept my eyes open. Oh, I had matchsticks like match this. <laughs> <laughs> good job it was only comms and I had my pyjamas on oh, whilst I was doing gosh. it. <laughs> how was the, um, oh, any st- anything stand out oh, for you out of that Sophia performance? Smith, man. Mm-hmm. I know we spoke about her before we the spoke tournament. About her. Jesus Christ. I thought she was unbelievable. Her balance with the ball, her left and right foot, mm-hmm. the way she carries it. Not your natural. Or, you know, like we, you, you, when you think about American players mm-hmm. and what they bring, you think of athleticism, yeah. right? Aggression and whatever. Nah, she's the complete opposite. It's like they poached her from somewhere else, like Brazil or one of them South American teams, because she's unbelievable. I thought she had a really good game. 
Van der Donk for uh, the Netherlands, mate, how many jewels she come up. Her and Huran, when they had like, they had a, a go at each other. Yeah. She ends up, did you see the uh, thing on her head? She ends up getting a head collision. And she had a oh, swimming hat. Oh. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I had to text her after the game. I was like, you going swimming? I was literally like, why oh, she got man, a swimming cap on? And That's I was like, thing. literally, I was like, why is she trying to protect her hair? Because I was thinking, what's she doing recovery? I was, I was trying to work it out because normally it's only black players if they're yeah. going in water, they put that swimming cap, cap on. on. Yeah. And I was like, why has she got that on? But yeah. They were good in Evelyn. You know, I've like the Netherlands I've done both of their games and uh, this new manager in terms of the way they set them up you know they only have one out and out defender that's starting their 11 mm. and that's Van der Grant yeah. and she got injured in, in, in the game before the half so they're going to put a keeper on so now. they yeah <laughs> so they literally all of it even like the two outside um, they play with a back three and a five yeah. and a two so even the, two, the, the, the outside of the three Winners. they're both naturally centre mids yeah Jensen and Spitzer so mate they put their when you talk about I'm going to field my best 11 they do that. I told you they're my they undercover do that. team. And no one ain't speaking about I them. Remember uh, I told you they, they And they had an injury to Berenstein as well. Be, they're gonna be to feel disrespected. Yeah. Like I told you they're just gonna go about their they business look good, man. and just and they just do good. their thing. I so, had my Holland shirt on. You had the Holland shirt on. Of course. So yeah, Netherlands definitely coming through. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, just looking forward to the next round of, of games. I think there's gonna Canada, be more goals. Australia. Canada, Australia. One of them are going out if Nigeria beat or draw with when, Ireland. When? Yeah, when Niger- if Nigeria, Nigeria obviously drew the opening game against Canada, yeah. they beat Australia, now a point or, or more against Ireland and they're through. Is, has there been a, a shock game of the round for you? Like who's been, who, what game's been like the shock where you're like, oh my gosh. Just the Philippines beating New Zealand. Yeah. And it's great for them oh, brilliant. as well. Like brilliant. I don't know if but, you saw some of the, the, the scenes in, on social media, but literally like yeah. um, shopping centres, they were like doing screenings and they were... It looked like Wembley Box Park. I promise you, <laughs> like they were going wild, which was um, yeah, always nice to see. And like for me, like yes, it's about the results. Yes, it's about the best in the world mm. and watching women's football on a on a world stage. But the impact that it then has outside of that, mm. and even if it's highlighting to other nations that we need to do more from mm. a sort of national governing body point of view, I think this World Cup's already already done that so we're definitely ticking some boxes okay we've had some fan questions in Uh, first fan question is around the injury to Kara Walsh will that now change the formation is there someone new that we need to put in that come from underscore nat dot s underscore this is gutting man I hope it's not a serious injury I think as I said coming into this tournament I highlighted Kira as one of the key players in this Lioness team. And I think the season she had at Barcelona, she's gone from a player that excited us at Manchester mm-hmm. City to a player that's gone to a new level at Barcelona. And she brought that into to this game. I don't know who, we haven't got a like for like replacement. There's mm-hmm. no point, you know, trying to to look at our squad and go, actually, you know, we can bring so-and-so in for Kieran. It, it'll all look the same. It ain't going to look the same. This Lioness team now mm-hmm. going forward, it ain't going to look the same with what we've seen before. Yeah, Because we've played much of Serena's players gone through Kira. And whether that mean affecting the opposition in terms of them having to man mark her out of the game or double up on her, whatever it might be, which makes another player available, mm-hmm. or whether when she's been available and, and free and unmarked, how she dictates from those deeper areas, we ain't got a player to replace her. Mm. So we have to adapt our play. We have to adapt personnel. I think moving forward, we have to play with two holders. I think that's the only way we can replace some of the stuff that Kira does. 
Well, that I guess that leads on nicely to the question from Gazelle EDC, and it says, "For the last game, will Serena rotate the team due to injuries?" I said, "I think personally, they'd want to have some stability in terms of playing the same team, but like I said, I think there has to be changes. I think she's going to have to change it up. Mm, I'm not too sure. Would, would you keep it the same? I'd ke- yeah, I'd keep much of it the same. Earth. I think you have to. I think you have to now just get that momentum going." Um, or, but do you try and see like because obviously there's think, there's players who haven't had experience. Do you try and see I think in NZ, this game because this is the game where you're going, the only I think the only real chance you're going to have to test things again you know before what? it now gets serious. Yeah. So if you don't do it now, those players that you're not too sure because they haven't had experience mm. or something else, you're not going to have a chance to see it then. Mm. This is the only I think this is the only time you're now going to have the chance. And I think going forward after that. But That's is it risky in terms building. of like, in terms of we don't concede at the minute. So we've been lucky we haven't conceded in two mm-hmm. games, right? Is it risky in rotating that? And then, you know what happens in big rotations, players haven't mm-hmm. played together, too mm-hmm. many too many changes can really distract the team. Um, and when we're trying to get momentum and we're in low in confidence. Mm. So we are still playing in those moments. We have good periods, we have, you know, average, bang average periods. Um, we ain't scoring many goals. The first from open play in the last, I think it was five hours and 30 whatever minutes. Mm-hmm came today in, in, in today's game. Um, so I think it's risky making like lots of changes. But that's what outstanding nah. top, you're not, you're not risking it. We ain't got a squad like that earth. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not got a squad that's rotatable enough in terms of the quality within it or the, the squad depth that is capable of doing a whole rotation going into that final game. So you're basically saying keep it the same. And if you have to at some point change I'm it, going, then my you team do it. Would be, as I said, at the minute, even I think Lucy Bonds has to be a bit more disciplined in her play. Yeah, but she'll so that, start. But, but she'll start. So it'd be obviously Mary Earps, Lucy, Millie, um, Alex Greenwood, Rach Daly. Then I'd, I'd probably for this China game, I'd go Katie Zellum and Georgia Stanway sitting. Mm-hmm. I'd let Lauren James have the freedom of the 10 and try and get her involved, central areas. Chloe Kelly on the right, Lauren Hemp yeah. on the left. And I'd go Russo down the centre. 100%. That's the and then, we, and then obviously we've seen Beth England come into the game today. So mm-hmm. the fact that we've got our two, what we or fans predicted as our number one and number two strikers, the fact they're both on the pitch gives opportunity now for Beth England to make an impact from the bench. 100%. So, so that was what I would do. I don't know what you'd do. No, that that's that's the strongest team, like I yeah, mentioned before. The I think, we get. But I definitely think Zellum has to come in. Mm-hmm. Like out of the, the midfielders we've got available, like... If you're not going to play her now, I don't know when you're, you're you ever going to play her. If you're not going to play, you're not going to play her. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to play her. So I think Zellum comes in. And like you said, I, for me, instead of predicting it and taking the risk before you have to, I think we play it and, oh, like yeah. I said, build that confidence, get that team working together. And then if we have to, then we, we react like, to that yeah. and we do that. And But we've got the quality. The, the players are good enough to, to come in. Mm. Um, and I hope that they're going to be chomping at the bit, have waiting to, to prove a point. So, yeah. Amazing. We'll have to wait and see. We will, we will. So, Lionesses, thank you very much for another three points. Um, tournament football, we're just ticking away, doing what we have to do. Um, good to see you again, Farah, in and your Angleterre, uh, England shirt. Um, well, you've got all the, like, look all the pieces you've got. You've, I've literally got this in the white shirt. Can you get me a piece for next next time? What do you want? Because otherwise I'm back to white. Nothing wrong with that. Maybe I wear my France, my Netherlands, or my German. Or okay, now you're Spain. showing. Oh, sorry. Now you're showing. Now you're showing off. Now she's showing off. So maybe you, the orange. I'm gonna wear the Netherlands shirt next. Orange boots, balls, and bras. Well, I haven't got that privilege. So I might be in You've my. You've got school, the privilege of all these. I might be in my school PE kit <laughs> for next week's. White T-shirt. Next week's. Nat Polo with the top button done up. I'll be there oh, next week. Don't kill me. Okay, thank you for listening. This has been another World Cup edition 
of boots, balls, and bras. I've been Earth Pond, hydri- hydrated by MS. This eat. has been Farrah Williams, filled up by MS. Eat well, fruit, and nuts. See, See you, you next, next time. Week. Ciao. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.